1: foundations and so they they make their way there immediately other than joseph and mary these shepherds were the first human beings to lay eyes on the messiah the son of god and then they kept his identity a secret for about 2 years
0: foundations understanding the jewish foundations of our christian faith with robbo robinson and mandy warby This is our final program regarding all the events leading up to and including the birth of Jesus. We know what the traditional story is, but is the reality of what took place different to what we've always believed?
1: Yeah, we've taken the best part of a week to look at the lives of all the characters in this particular nativity story and the crucial role that they all played in how it unfolded. There are two very important and pivotal events in history. And the whole human race revolves around them. It's the birth of our Messiah and, of course, his death and resurrection as well. And he had a purpose to come and live among us. And the purpose was to die. That was actually his purpose in coming. But in order to die, he had to be born first. So in this program, we're going to pull all of the characters we've looked at over the past uh, six episodes and see what mosaic, what picture that it makes for us.
0: Well, of course, the tradition will tell us that there were three wealthy kings who came possibly from different parts of the world, India, Persia, Europe uh, or Africa, uh, deciding between themselves to travel all the way to Judea, a nation under the domination of Rome to see a Jewish baby they had no connection or relationship with and leave expensive gifts for him. The baby was born in a stable, wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger where the three kings found him because of a bright star that was hovering over the stable along with a group of shepherds who found him and worshipped him. When they left, Joseph had to quickly take his family to Egypt to escape Herod's attempt to kill the baby. And they waited there until Herod was dead and then they made their way back to Israel and to the town of Bethlehem. But what if the story was a bit different? And we've looked at this over this past few programs with these six hypothetical questions about all the characters involved in the Nativity story, and now we're going to lay out the respective roles and see what conclusion we can come to.
1: All right, let's start off with the religious leadership. The religious leaders of Israel had become incredibly corrupt, making themselves very wealthy off the backs of the people by charging exorbitant amounts of money for animals to be sacrificed and for converting Roman currency to temple currency. If a new Jewish king, the long-awaited Messiah, had in fact arrived, he would be a threat to their wealth and their power and their social standing. They were basically appointees by Rome. They had established a business model of sorts to ensure that lambs and goats and oxen and pigeons and doves were in ready supply to be sold to the masses for a profit, of course. The shepherds in charge of these breeding programs were most likely situated in Bethlehem. It had been a shepherding town since the days of Ruth and Boaz who were the grandparents of King David and of course he was a shepherd as well. It's very probable that the shepherds were breeding lambs who would eventually be sacrificed at the annual feast of Passover. They would actually shed their blood so that sin and judgment would pass over the people, the blood of those lambs securing their redemption.
0: Well, unbeknownst to Mary and Joseph, the young couple engaged to be married who lived in the small town of Nazareth In the northern region of the Galilee, they both encountered an angel named Gabriel who informed them that God had chosen them to be the human parents of his son, the Messiah. Upon agreeing to this calling, they began their life together, getting ready to raise the Son of God as best they could. However, right before the imminent birth of their baby boy, Caesar Augustus calls for a national census. Now, sadly, for Mary particularly, that required <laughs> traveling 130 kilometers to Bethlehem wow. in order to register. So after traveling for a week or more, they arrive in Bethlehem with Mary in full labor with absolutely nowhere to stay. The town was overflowing with people that had come for the census. Their only option was a cave where lambs were born. So Joseph helped deliver the Messiah and cared for his lovely young wife as they welcomed him into their lives, probably wondering what would lay ahead.
1: Now on the very same night that he was born, the shepherds, who would sometimes be in those very lambing caves caring for ewes and their lambs, their babies, were actually out in the fields because it was still quite warm at the time of year. And the sky suddenly fills with angels telling them this fantastic news. Their Messiah, the Redeemer they'd been longing for, had been born that very night, and in fact they could find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. They were familiar with it. It was probably theirs. They knew exactly which manger. And so they they make their way there immediately. They, other than Joseph and Mary, these shepherds were the first human beings to lay eyes on the Messiah, the Son of God. They worshipped him, and then they kept his identity a secret for about, two years.
0: We mentioned these uh, three kings that have come from Orient (laughs) are, but uh, these Magi were probably Jews descended from the Jews that were taken into captivity by the Babylonians, of whom Daniel was the first. Daniel the prophet, uh, who was trained in all areas of knowledge and education of the Magi, rose to highest position within this governmental group and elevated other Jews and trained them, not only in all things pertaining to Babylonian and eventually Persian culture and custom, but about the prophecies concerning their long-awaited Jewish Messiah. Generations of Jews in the ranks of the Magi watched and waited for the Messiah's imminent arrival, beginning with the decree to rebuild Jerusalem to the time Messiah would arrive and then be cut off or executed. When that time was upon them, a star or sign in the heavens indicated to them that the time had come and they assembled an official delegation to travel to Judea and welcome their Messiah and pay him homage.
1: Now, the rulers of Judea at that time were, of course, the Romans. They were a brutal people, but they were a people who had never succeeded in conquering the Persians. They established King Herod the Great to be the quote unquote king of the Jews, in spite of the fact that he wasn't Jewish at all. The Jews hated Herod the Great. They hated the Romans too, I might add. But he was delusional. Herod was paranoid. He was dangerous. He even murdered his own sons if he thought, and which he did, that they were actually plotting to take his throne. So when the Magi arrived, Herod and all Jerusalem were very troubled because these this Persian delegation, obviously a representation of the authority and power of the Persian Empire, may have possibly caused them to think maybe an invasion was coming especially when the magi asked to see and worship this newborn king of the Jews was this a threat to both of the Roman rule and, and Herod's throne this so-called new king of the Jews would have been a legitimate king That's wrong and with therefore that. Rome and Herod were illegitimate exactly
0: <laughs> that would be a huge threat
1: very much so
0: so the magi arrived in Bethlehem they find Jesus the child with his mother Mary in a house not lying in a manger and they too worshipped him and gave gifts fitting royalty. And rather than return to Herod, they secretly returned to Persia because an angel warned them of Herod's plan to murder the child. At the same time, Joseph had another dream in which Gabriel warned him to take Jesus and Mary and leave immediately because their lives were in danger. And he got up in the middle of the night and fled to Egypt. When Herod's soldiers arrived, they butchered every little boy aged two and under. Children of Bethlehem's residence and possibly children of the shepherds who had protected Jesus during his first two years.
1: What a horrific event Mm. that must have been. It's like the prophecy that said Rachel weeping for her children in Ramah. Ramah is in in Bethlehem because they were not. Mm. They'd been slaughtered, butchered. What a horrific thing. So to conclude, I'm going to lay out three more hypothetical questions. Is it possible that God ensured his own people would be in Persia watching for his son to be born so they could not only identify him officially but provide him with wealth for the years he and his parents would be in exile for in Egypt? And is it possible that God caused the leader of the Roman Empire to call for a census to ensure that his son would be born in Bethlehem, a name that means house of bread, and Jesus, of course, is the bread of life who came from heaven? And is it possible that the very lambing caves that were used for the breeding and birth of firstborn year old male lambs who were destined to be sacrificed at Passover, ensuring that death and judgment would pass over his people, would be the very lambing caves where Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, would be born, who himself, Was destined to be sacrificed to ensure that judgment would pass over all who would believe and put their trust in him.
0: Well, there's certainly some interesting hypotheses, but I think based on what we've presented over the last six days, it's certainly worth consideration.
1: Is it possible? I think it's very probable.
0: Well, it's a conclusion that we'll leave up to you, but uh, at this point, we just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas.
1: Happy Christmas.